All right, let's bring on Andrew Thrasher here, portfolio manager of the Financial Enhancement Group and founder of the Thrasher Analytics. Welcome onto the show, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. It's good to be here. Definitely excited to go ahead and get started. First thing, I want to know a little bit more about yourself and Thrasher Analytics. Tell us about it. Sure. So I my primary uh, primary hat that I wear is being a portfolio manager for Financial Enhancement Group, managing uh, the assets of our clients. I also write an institutional level uh, letter, weekly letter through Dash Analytics, looking at different market timing strategies, looking at volatility type research sectors, um, and just kind of sharing a lot of my commentary and, and proprietary models there. Um, so looking, my primary way I look at the market is through technicals. I'm a CMT, I'm a chartered market technician. Um, so I'm really focused on the price action. Uh, I'm less concerned with the day-to-day -day headlines and the news. I, I, I watch them and pay attention. Um, respect earnings announcements, but I'm really focused on uh, the daily charts. Well, I, I can't blame you for being a CMT. I'm actually working on my level two right now, but awesome. we'll, we'll save that for another conversation. Let's get into the overall market sentiment. How do you feel about it right now? Sure. We've been, we've had a pretty much a, almost the full year, uh, a kind of a risk off defensive bias. We started um, pretty early, not early last year, but later in the back half of last year before the market peaked, really honing in on the lack of participation in the overall trend. Um, I write a public blog at athrasher.com and started publishing there just about that we really were only seeing the market being carried higher by a handful of stocks, basically just the, the FANG stocks as they eventually got named. And so we came into this year a little bit cautious. Then our model started to see the trend started to reverse. And we've been basically defensive all year long, um, looking opportunistically at certain sectors, um, utilities, ener energy is something we've played, played with most of the year, as well as some, some tech, healthcare throughout the year. Um, but pretty much been defensive as we continue to see support levels break um, and resistance levels hold up. It, it's hard to get overly constructive on this market. Hopefully, maybe we can see a year-end rally. But right now, we continue to be more defensive, a little bit cash-heavy, um, and trying to keep just manage that beta from day to day. Let's dive into a little bit more of your process here. So one thing that I wanted to ask on is being a portfolio manager, you have to kind of know how to find good quality plays, right? How do you feel you can look for good quality opportunities that are in the market? So our, most of our portfolios are broken up into, we have some that are entirely systematic. Um, they're driven by what the signals that our, that our models are telling us. And so it's less, there's really no discretion in those. Um, some of our sector rotation models, some more timing models. They're entirely what, what the model says is what we do. Um, for some of the, the areas that we do get to be a little bit more opportunistic in and have some discretionary of, um, we do try to combine um, both earnings and some of the fundamental lens with my technical lens. Um, I co-manage our assets with a CFA. And so he really dives in um, into the, the companies themselves. But we start looking for things that are going to have a catalyst. Um, so something that we've played a lot with is different commodities and energy this year. Um, we feel like there's been a lot of catalysts to that space, and the price action has very much reflected that um, as it's, as the, the solid relative performance. And then looking at certain uh, specific plays, whether it's in natural gas or different um, drillers, explorers, we, we've kind of been, gone across the gamut with the energy market um, trying to best position ourselves. But we try to find areas that are maybe going to have a catalyst, whether it's from the, the economy or just something that's developing the market from a relative strength perspective. And then we start to try to narrow that down in either using individual stocks or we'll just use uh, some broad-based ETFs. 
Excellent. Now, are there any themes or industries that you have on watch for a longer style kind of investment? We, like I said, we've been in energy for pretty much all year long. Um, our sector rotation model has, for there's been a couple of times where it, it's fallen out, but for most months, our sector rotation model has been in energy. Um, so from, again, our systematic perspective, we've been in energy. And then there's also just been certain names, um, certain nat, nat gas uh, stocks. Can't get into what those are, um, but I can say that we have tried to get a little bit more uh, focused in, in how we're playing energy. Um, but I think that's been a continued theme. It's only been exacerbated by what's going on with Europe and the European energy crisis. Um, we think that there are certain players in the U.S. that can benefit from that. Um, so we've tried to get positioned there. Um, I think energy is constantly in the headlines for different reasons. We're seeing nat gas down pretty big today after they get the resolution of the strike with the uh, the railroads. I think that's more news-driven, headline-driven. We're watching if nat gas can hold the 50-day moving average, specifically looking at the, um, that one contract. Um, but we think energy continues to have a lot, lot still left to go. Um, commodities in general, we think there's still a lot of catalysts left in the, in the commodities market, specifically the ag space. Um, we're seeing more and more headlines of countries starting to um, limit their amount of exports. We're watching crop reports, seeing how much of supply we're going to have. And we think that there's still some potential in a lot of the ag names. Um, again, they're all, often always in the, the headlines uh, for one reason or another, but we continue to watch. Um, energy markets, ag markets, um, but as a broad, as far as the broad equity market goes, we're still pretty defensive. Um, so we manage the beta of the portfolio, the amount of risk exposure we have um, pretty, pretty tightly right now. Now, I, I heard you mention a lot on natural gas, so we won't mm -hmm. touch too much on that. But what about oil? How do you feel about oil overall? It's been kind of a battle here. I've been seeing, you know, of course, uh, going as high as 120 yeah. and then coming down towards the 80. Do you feel like we're stuck in a range here or do you feel that we're going to finally start trending in an area? I mean, we've, I think it's kind of both. We've been in a range. Yes, I think that the, the break, I think is there's. My expectation is that we'll break higher or break lower. Outside of Putin waving the white flag and we see just some reflexive trade uh, of that, um, but I still don't think that's enough probably to really break the back of oil. When we start looking at the crack spread, we start looking at the energy names, they continue to trend higher. The crack spread is, is the comparison of oil to the products made from oil. Um, and then looking at the spread there, that started to roll over a little bit, but it's been a lot more firm. It's been stayed a lot higher than the price of oil. Um, oil continues to hold support levels. It's still respecting a lot of key price levels, something that we're not seeing on the equity side. We're seeing price levels for the equities, um, for, for the S&P, the NASDAQ, what have you, respecting resistance, whereas oil is respecting support. And so that tells us that the bulls, the buyers still appear to be primarily in control there. Um, I think some where a lot of people get off wrong on oil is it's a different animal to trade than what maybe they're used to. We spend such a long time of everyone kind of ignoring energy, ignoring oil because it's been in such a long downturn that they forgot how those types of markets react. It's a much more volatile product to trade and to be in and out of than your typical Apple stock or, or what uh, the, the, um, ARC ETFs, which have gotten pretty volatile now, but the, the things that have people gotten more accustomed to, oil has a lot more volatility to it. Commodities in general are more volatile. And so I think we have to respect that and, and, and allow that be part of an input to a, to a process, realizing that a nature of the beast is volatility. And so it's going to have some big gyrations like we're seeing today and this, this week. Um, and so, but I don't think that's enough to discount saying that oil has peaked and we're going to go right back down to $50 a barrel or go back to negative like in March 2020. 
Um, the fact that Biden's come out saying he wants to refill the SPR around $80, I think it's terrible that they came out and said that because now you're just putting a bid under it at $80. But we obviously know now the government's going to be a buyer, a natural buyer at that level. And so I think you still have a lot of catalysts like that. Um, introduce again what's going on in Europe. There's still a lot of cats I think they can move oil higher. Um, so we continue to have a, a more of a bullish bias towards that specific commodity. Excellent. Um, I'll go ahead and wrap it up with that one. I think you you really hit it on the head there. Uh, so I appreciate you coming on sure. today, Andrew. Uh, something that we'll definitely keep on watch. La- one last one. I- I'll, I'll yeah. talk about kind of uh, bottoming process. What do you look to call bottoms? Do you have kind of a process? Do you use indicators? What would you kind of look at? Yeah. So in Thresher, with my Thresher Licks litter, I have two, two primary models for that type of thing. We have something that's an aggressive and more conservative. For our aggressive type model, we're looking really for capitulatory type signs, things that we would see back in, in June. Um, I think we're pretty much sentiment has totally got blown out, where everyone has turned bearish, where we're seeing volume and volatility really start to, to get moving higher. Um, some of the characteristics we look for for a possible bottom. Um, our conservative model, what we use primarily with, within managing assets at Financial Enhancement Group, is really looking for improvement. We want to start seeing breadth data improve, more stocks making new three-month, six-month highs, recover those 200-day moving averages. We really want to start to see the data start to improve, and that will get our longer-term model to turn positive. Right now, again, we're still on defense there, so we're not seeing enough positive signs yet. But for a bottoming process, we'd rather, instead of trying to get the actual low, we'd rather get a couple percent above it, five, 10, whatever percent above it, um, and be more confident that the worst of the storm is behind us versus just trying to catch that falling knife. So we do have some aggressive models that try to do that, but our primary focus is really trying to look on when the data has started to improve. That's when we start to get more constructive on the equity market. Well, thank you for joining me today, Andrew. Andrew Thrasher, Portfolio Manager of the Financial Enhancement Group and also founder of the Thrasher Analytics. Appreciate you coming on, Andrew. Thanks. Have a great one.